Oh, there wait a minute. Go. I'm confused. There you go. Yeah, th there's no video. It's just all. I know. Okay. It said your microphone is unmuted. I didn't know it was muted. Oh. Okay. All right. You I've never had this feature activated before on. Oh. Uh, what did you? This features. Abka. Hello. There it is. Okay. Somehow I was in safe driving mode, but I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> Only Abka. Only Abka. I uh I received that. Miss Tanika Hall. Oh whoa 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 sir! These extra letters. We're gonna go and leave that in um in uh in two thousand and three. Just we, we, we're gonna ah. make it. We're gonna make it tie. Just tie. <laughs> can we? Can we put the Q in there in the middle? No, 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 <laughs> no. We took my Q and from my middle name. We put uh -huh. it in your middle name, and we gonna leave that there too. Because oh. <laughs> I know you know you. Like I know you know you know you. No, but no. We're just just tie tie hall. I the artist formerly known as. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'll, I'll receive that, and I appreciate you joining me tonight because you're going to give some special insight not only to who you are, you know, in your advanced carpet flying degree, <laughs> but but also who I am and how you know me is a very special story. So, oh, is it? It's it's. Uh, <laughs> that's what we going with. That's the adjective we use in the special. Listen, listen. It, it's a special story. Me. It leads us to our greatest happinesses. Sis, sis, sis. Um, so you know, I want. I yeah, because I have I have timing because of you. There you go. There you go. And I have my wife because of you. So. So I want you to start, uh, and I want your perspective. I'm not going to speak until you're done telling me your perception or your perspective of how you met, in quotation marks, me. Go. This story, like, low-key gives me, like, heart palpitations. After we finished talking, when we first decided to set this up, my boyfriend was like, wait, how you know him again? And I was like, please don't make me tell you the story, <laughs> please. He was like, well, you both did tell America the story. And I'm like, but America isn't you. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. What year was that? This has to be 1998. <laughs> How old were you yes. in 1998? 12, um, 13. Let's go with 13. All right. Why? Because it, <laughs> it makes it less creepy. Ooh, we. Oh. Get to some uncomfortable tonight. Oh, like I'm already cringing. Like my toes are flexing. I'm sitting here with my hands on either side of my temples. Like, yo, why did I say okay to this? <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta do it. What is with you and like, going through closets and like digging up skeletons and shit like i i mean it wasn't like buried or like bodied or anything but it was just neatly tucked away with like a pretty bow on it and like flowers growing in front you're like and mm. open mm, yeah gotta open it up gotta open it up I, and i want to know how it was from your perspective because i don't know you know i've never talked about it with you for at any length 
and I don't know how you view that time period. So go ahead, tell America. What's interesting, um, I'm gonna get to us. Like you're not the, maybe it's just the, the season of dot, dot, dot. Cause I had somebody recently reach out to me who wanted some business assistance. And um, I don't know, one thing led to another. And it was like, hey, oh, you, I don't think you know that you hurt me. And like, I cut you off for a reason. And because of where I'm in in my life now, I'm able to, you know, receive and forgive and discuss, but we not cool. And he was like, oh, I, I never knew that I hurt you. And I was like, I don't know if that like enraged me even more. Cause I'm like, how, how did you not fucking know? What do you mean? <sighs> so it's, it's interesting to for you to say that you know because I don't I don't think we've ever talked about it's very healing, but I don't think we ever talked about stuff that happened. It just happened and we move on. That wasn't what we did. Yeah, I yeah. tried to move on and then you didn't and like <laughs> move and like cut off. Right. My right. fallback game was real strong and your like pickup game just happened to be stronger and here we are. So let's backtrack to ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Jesus, I don't even have a drink for this. I'm sipping on some water. Oh, okay. I I, I, had, I had my tequila out in your honor. I'm I'm sipping some fine stuff tonight. So. Um, the world had just gotten like formally introduced to the internet, and right. I had dialed AOL. Oh, and I used to get home before my parents. Like school would let out. Um, around. Uh, School let out around, I think at the time, like 2.33-ish, something like that. I get home around 3.30. And my parents wouldn't get home until like 5 or 6. My mom got home before my dad. They both work in D.C. And this is when we had dial-up, man. And I, we didn't have cell phones. And I locked up the phone line playing around on AOL. And um, I got on AOL Messenger. And I figured out how to make like... The chat rooms work, and I was just a little fast ass hot box. But like, I was a respectable hot box. I was a respectable fast ass. Make, I guess in 2020, we would call that a tease. Cause I ain't never do anything I, like wrong for real, for real. But I'd be in the little chat rooms, chitter chattering away. And I met you, and we exchanged numbers. And you had a picture up as your profile picture. And I used to go back and look at that picture all the time. And this was also before the days where, like I said, we didn't have, most people didn't have cell phones back then. Hell, we just got the internet. And then when we did have cell phones, <clears throat> your phone did not have a camera embedded in it. So selfie games was a little different. Like you'd go to your local convenience store and buy like uh, the disposable cameras and take all the pictures and then, when the little, little clicky turny thing was out, you drop it off and wait a couple of days and then you go pick up your photos. And if you wanted to put them on the internet, you had to scan them on the scanner and upload and make sure they returned it in the right direction. It was just a lot, yo. So I didn't feel a certain type of way that you only had one picture up. And I didn't feel a certain type of way that I couldn't like FaceTime you or video chat with you because it wasn't a thing, it didn't exist. My man's was the whole original cat. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to stay for the record. I don't mean to interrupt you. In 1998, people, I was probably one of the first original catfish. 
So this picture and the picture you're talking about, I, I don't, I still don't know the gen gentleman to this day. I, I have no idea who it was. It was just not me. I was a whole 300 plus pounds and this kid couldn't have been skinnier and more pretty to me. So he was like buff and cut up. Mm, and mm. I think you got the height right though. How tall are you? Uh, 5'11 and three fourths. Randomly specific. Oddly, super oddly specific. Um, but you gotta love the honesty on this kid. Um, okay. Now, because uh, he could have just said six feet, and nobody would challenge it. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So, so yeah, we're in 98, but you didn't know that at the time. So, so how did you? Do you remember uh, how we found out about each other? Do you remember in 98 when that all came to an end? Do you remember uh, that? Leading up to it, and I've been in love with love since I was six years old. I'm in love with the concept of love, been in love with everything about love. So the hopeless romantic in me didn't want to acknowledge any of the immature red flags that were presenting themselves because I was smitten. And there will be times where I remember that I was supposed to be off from school. I was off from school and I knew my parents were going to be home. And you were like, yeah, I'm going to come over. I'm going to come through. And like, you just never came. And I would remember I was sitting in like the living room and like staring out the window. Like uh, maybe he got lost. And every time it never failed, you stood me up every time that I like we we were supposed to meet up. And you never came through. I, you, I got stood up every single time. But um, I had to pause the push the pause button because we couldn't go into the next part of the story. It wouldn't be relevant without me highlighting and acknowledging that you weren't the only one that wasn't being, you know, keeping it 100 either. Because I, unbeknownst, and you didn't know, unbeknownst to you, I was, I lied about my age. <laughs> I couldn't be in them AOL chat rooms if I was 13 years old. So, of course, I had a lot of life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and so that brings us up to where I'm comfortable with, like, kind of, like, telling you that gave mm -hmm. me the out I needed, right? Because mm -hmm. when, when I did find out about it, I remember that day I came home and my brother and Edward and Justin were in the kitchen. Uh, Twisted Records. Twisted Records was in the kitchen, right? And I walk in and they're laughing at me as soon as they see my face. And I'm like, what? <sighs> and, and, and my brother goes, hey, Joe, you got a girlfriend? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you don't know her. Um, she goes to Eleanor Roosevelt or something, something like that. Whatever. I, I forget which, which high school you went to at the time, right? Like, uh -uh. So, so I remember sending this email. Or maybe you had just graduated? Perhaps. Maybe I was on my way to to college that maybe this yeah. is the summer of 99 that I'm talking it about. It could be. And, and I remember like walking in that kitchen, him laughing at me. And then, you know, they say, Hey, you got a girlfriend named Tanika. She's telling everybody. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have, <laughs> she's telling everybody. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's, she's 16. She goes to another school. But though he's like, no, nah, she goes, she, she's in class with me. Right. You right. Know? And so that was the, the uh, opportunity I needed. So then I'm honest with you because we're both dishonest in that, in that sense. Like, <laughs> I, email, I wasn't I, even mad. Like I couldn't even be mad. I, I, I email you with veracity, tell you about me. And then I say, you know, 
it's it's you know it just is what it is i i don't even remember what the context of that email is i just know i put my shit in there and i put your shit in there and i used right. it as 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 fuel as an out yeah as an out you know um because like you said you know we made plans and and dates and i couldn't show my face you know uh I've, I've since, I've since the inception, since I've been born, my mother always said I had a face for radio. So I am just living. That is toxic. As fuck. Are you serious? No, Where did you serious. get these parents from? <laughs> I'm not serious. My mother said I sounded like Luther Vandross, and uh, well, you have an amazing radio voice. She said, but <laughs> I wouldn't put it past your parents because your parents have a no chill and b no filter. Yeah. Some of the stuff that they've said, I'm just like sitting here and had to do a, a double take, like, dog, that ain't just come out your folks' mouth. It did. Most, what mostly, the fuck? Yo, where you get them dad. from? Mostly my dad. Yeah, he's an alien. Yes. Um, oh, he was a wild dude. <laughs> um, so so we're moving on from that. Like, you know, I and I don't know the exact I as I remember it, we I didn't decide to see you until I'm working in campus mail. Um and and you know. Uh, my my future roommate at that time was working with me in Campus Mail. And we'll get to that story because I really want you to break down the first time <laughs> you met that guy. But... Yo, we've been beefing since I met him. Right. And guess I think what? it was the very first day I met him and we started beefing off the break. Off Listen, of a look. Can't, can't, but we'll can't, get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, rewind. Rewind. Um, so I'm in the mail room and I just decide one day that we need to see each other. It was like you were... At that time, probably uh, a junior in in high school, and mm-hmm. yes, and, and we're talking, and we're like, "Hey, let's just go ahead and meet at the IHOP because we got to see each other." You know, we had this history. Let's let's just go ahead and see each other. And and I my foodieism began then. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I meet you at the IHOP. You know, I think what am I? I'm nineteen or twenty. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So that made you know how much older no, so are you I, than me now? I, I am I am exactly four years older than you. So I have right, to right, right, so right. We, so, so you were about twenty one. I was twenty one. And you okay. were seventeen. Does that makes sense. Okay. Yep. And and we're meeting at the IHOP and you know, it turns out Yeah, we did just fast forward how we actually like kept a friendship going after that. Like we just kept talking. Yeah, we, we did. still stayed cool. Yeah, yeah, we were cool. We were cool. I I just don't remember what that looked like. Did we just like AIM or like? Text? Well, we never met up, and we there was it up. wasn't text. No, it, it was been just text. It's just AIM, right? Yeah, it was AIM, and it was email. You were Cabal. Do you remember why you chose that name? Yes, Mortal Kombat. Yes, absolutely. That is not what you told me, but okay. I well, so the Kabul. Or whatever yeah. that was in Africa, yeah. Was, I thought it was, it was India. India, something there. You couldn't get near it. You couldn't touch it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's I, why you, yeah. But it was Mortal Kombat for real, like. Oh my God! Come on! It just, it, I mean, come on! Come on! <sighs> anyway, uh, as the lies continue, we kept we kept rapping. Yes. And I just would introduce you as you were my male best friend, and like my parents knew who you were they didn't know the age difference but like we would talk or whatever we would my parents would walk in and like you and i were just going out he my dad is like it was 11 o'clock at night who are you talking to and i was like joe he was like oh well someone said hey 
Like my parents were yeah. comfortable yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. That's true. Um so I want to yeah. So we got to the IHOP cool and then you know in 2002 I got my first apartment with uh with with uh the kid cuz I I don't use his government on the podcast. But the kid I got But you, you know, tossed mine out? <laughs> Well, I have to because you're the international woman of mystery, you know, like at, at this point, we're going to get to what you are now because I didn't even talk about your advanced carpet flying, but that we're about to get into. Right. It, 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 who knew that it would turn into this? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big deal. So I need to put your, your government out there and, and tell the people who I'm really talking to. Um, so we're 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 in that stage where. I think you're you graduating. Uh, in we just refer to him as Napoleon because that's what I've always called him, anyways. He got a lot of monikers. He he mentioned that in the first podcast. Yeah, Napoleon yeah. is good. He 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 does respond to that. He actually mentioned that in in one of the first podcasts I had him with. He's like, I go by Napoleon too. Like I got a whole bunch, right? So Napoleon is, is something. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon is something that you get gave him. So I I um I want to talk about like. 2002 I when you, your graduating year of, of high school was 2000 I graduated in 03 right yeah. right but you you started coming over uh you want to know what the onset of um I don't know when I don't know why um I don't know I mean I do know I, I do know when I can't pinpoint why though because I didn't have like a crazy troubled upbringing you know I come from a house with two parents two very loving parents um you know I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth but like you know we my parents worked very hard middle class and you know decent neighborhood decent school um but now thinking back in hindsight on like what happened with you and I there was a long history of that that continued to to up until maybe about I'll say some like six to eight years ago of I was just so uncomfortable with who I was. I found comfort in the facades that I presented as if those false realities were more interesting than who I actually was. Like I, I it was never enough. And I don't know if it came from societal constructs and subliminal influences to be more to be better to be different that I wasn't good enough my hair wasn't a certain type of way eyes or whatever and so the facades became the pseudo reality until I started embracing who I truly was so like looking back at what I presented I always presented representatives um, from you know lying about the age to lying about the school I don't know what else, and it wasn't ever like outside of the age because you can't get away from that in school. It wasn't anything that was like a crazy far-fetched facade, but mm-hmm. uh, it now I'm looking at like there was a trend of me never feeling like who I was as I was was ever good enough to be presented, you know, in its raw state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, all right. I- and I wish that I would have embraced the real me way sooner because I am amazing. And I, my uniqueness has 
is what allowed me to capitalize off of my advanced carpet flying. And I robbed the world of the beauty of who I actually truly was. And that's what you and I connected on is. Yeah, I think I picked that up in our in our 17th stack of pancakes that day at IHOP. You know, yeah, this chick, this chick really loves some pancakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think we bonded off of our love of, of just uh, food in general. Um, yeah, yes, we did. So, <laughs> so you so you were cool, you know, and we took that. And I remember like weirdly. like So this is a story that I one of the first times you visited the apartment, you actually didn't want to know. You didn't want people to know that you visited the apartment. And I think. Really? Why? Yeah, I don't know. But what I remember is you being in the room and you hearing the door open. And at that time, I had given uh, my brother a key and you heard him come through the door and you slid between my bed and the door. <laughs> like you just like we were talking normal. You heard the door open. You slid like that was going to hide you. <laughs> you know, and we'll get to the fact that you broke my lava lamp later. But you know, that's one of my first memories of you. Do you remember over. one time? Fast forward, and we'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> Freaking was it? Gosh, there it was. Oh wow! <laughs> and you and I were, and this is just all to some plutonic friendship. We're right. like laying in, in, we were in your room, we were yeah. laying on the bed, the lights yeah. were out, and we were just laying next to each other, and he bursted like a fucking psycho, barges into the room, closes the door, and immediately runs to the window. <laughs> we're like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Right, and we find out, and we find out, here's context, he ran from D.C. to Greenbelt. <laughs> He ran. He was running from people. I don't. I still don't know who he was running from. And he comes to my apartment and is in front. Of, is at my bed, the foot of my bed, saying they're after me. What? Did you just run from DC? What kind of mutant are you? Who knows? I, I oh, wait, you're doing something very similar. And like, y'all be leaving the club, whatever. He wanted to get his workout on and he ran home. He did run home. Wow. Wow. Aren't they, are they, are, are they brothers or are they cousins? They're brothers. Yeah, oh, okay. They're so we're going to go back to the Bill story. And they're cousins. But let, let's keep this, let's keep this on. on so yeah, right Bill came in and I was, I guess I was ashamed because I, I, I don't remember that until you said something. I'm like, oh, I do remember the weird ninja slide down the Yo, side of the bed. Right? And you thought it was, it was so like, effortlessly like, right. I just slithered there down the side just, of the bed and went unapologetically myself. Abka. Like, <laughs> no doubt about it. The inception of Abka was confirmed because sliding down between a bed and a wall does not hide you from anything actually <laughs> notes are all future abcas mm. but um i don't i don't know i don't think it was had anything to do with you it was the situation like i don't i didn't i actually that was during the time where i still gave a damn what people thought right 
Right. And I cared more about what they thought than the people who were in my lives and what y'all thought. Because in that one moment, like, luckily you didn't take it that way, but you know, I could have made you feel all kinds of rejected and unworthy or like I was ashamed of you. I, I don't know. I care too much about what somebody else thought that didn't matter, who wasn't relevant. Hey, we, we were in the same boat and it's, you know, and I've been dealing, I was dealing with that in, in 98 and I was dealing with that in 2008 and I was dealing with that in 2018. So, you know, I didn't get to where I am now in 2020 until the end of 2019, basically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't grow out of... Caring what other people thought. Right. Giving a fuck about opinions has been right. a big deal in my life. Like, I feel like it's kept me from so much, so much growth. The Giving a fuck about opinions kept me from even uh, starting a podcast. Like, <laughs> I should have been done that. I listen to more podcasts than anybody. You know? <laughs> I should have been done... I should have done whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. But, but I, I'll talk about that on a different podcast. Cause I I'll go into, you know, my dad even telling me I'll, you know, I shouldn't be a rapper at all. You know, me telling my dad, Hey, I want to be a rapper and him telling me, Hey, that's, that's no life. You shouldn't be that. You know, we, we, Rihanna recently spoke out and said that, um, uh, over a hundred people told her that she wasn't good enough and that she should uh, switch careers and do something different. Fucking right. And she's like right. a fashion icon, a music right. icon, makeup, whatever she want to do. Right? right. And I think that that's a superpower, you know, not giving a fuck about people's opinions, but I digress. Right. We, we got to keep going with the Ty and Joe story. Right. So <laughs> I want to continue. I want to go into the first time you met the kid, Napoleon. Man, motherfucking Napoleon. I want to know from your, from your perspective, because I went to work that night. You did know, you ask was, him about this? Like, did this come up in, in his podcast? Listen. Because I would like to ask where my underwear are. Ooh. I'm just... So you need to know, there's going to be a reaction to this podcast once it's posted you know, oh, I, I, I'm, um, I'm bringing I'm bringing the entire Spring Hill Lake back on to a podcast where we get to talk about each other's perspectives. So I want to know just from your perspective how that first meeting went. I know I left for work that night and you stayed at my apartment. Now you go. And I don't think that we both together had the. Um, uh, mature aptitude of communication because i don't think you told him because <laughs> uh, um where was I? was i in the kitchen i'm usually in first thing i do when i walk into somebody's house like if we if i don't go to your kitchen or your cupboards we're not really as cool as you think we are that's the first place i'm going and so i probably was in the kitchen and then he walked in the kitchen and i'm looking at <laughs> he was like the look that she gave me was like i was the intruder <laughs> And we had like a 10 second stare at <laughs> And he said, my resting bitch face looked like it read, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> um, it was interesting. I don't know if it was too many words. Uh, he uh, looked me up and down. I think there were some words and I was like, uh, I'm tired. 
And um, after a couple more awkward seconds, he um, went in his room and uh, I think I stayed in the fridge. <laughs> I made pancakes though. Like I made everybody pancakes. I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't fill in some information. There was because that is what I remember. There's a TV concern there. Was it? Ooh. There, there's a TV concern. I'm very four twenty friendly these days, so I don't. I do not remember. Hit me. So I'm gonna tell you from my from my recollection, you kind of came out of my room, went into the that that kitchen meeting happened at the kitchen, and you did look at him like, "Who the fuck are you?" And you knew exactly who the fuck he was because I told you I had a roommate, so you know he belongs there. What he didn't know is that you belong there too because I left you there. Right, so you're giving each other the same what the fuck looks, except for he's the one that actually pays the other half of the rent, right? But you came out of my room. He was watching something in the family room, in in the living space on television on the big screen. You get something from the fridge, then you sit your happy ass down on the couch. You lay on the couch and turn what he's watching. As I remember it, you make yourself at home, you turn something that the other half of the rent payer is watching, and you look at him like, what, we got a problem here? I I don't remember any of that. And then he goes to his room, which fits, which fits your brand. So if I'm hearing I mean, it also fits my story. I, I said that. I said that. We had the little kitchen scene. I got some food. He went to the room. He went to the room just, because you turned his television <laughs> that he paid for at the time. Hey, y'all had the banging cable, too. Y'all had the best mm-hmm. cable, the best mm-hmm. internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Couldn't pay for none of that. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot that detail, but I did. And that was my introduction to Napoleon. Napoleon was in Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Dynamite. He was Napoleon. Matter of fact, I even had a shirt from the show Napoleon that said "Vote mm. for Pedro," mm. and I would wear it anytime I knew he was going to be around. <laughs> mm. So, so I want to I want to go to your University of Maryland time because when you would talk to me about your degree, I would always joke with you like, "It sounds like you're in advanced carpet flying." Can you tell the <laughs> Can you tell people what your actual degree is in? Uh, <laughs> kinesiology and uh, the full uh, description of, the full title of my degree is neuromolecular biomechanics through the kinesiology department okay so advanced carpet flying, carpet flying. Sim <laughs> is all I can think of I can only think about Haji because that's how old I am I'm that old that show <laughs> Sim Salabim is all I could come up with and you know advanced carpet flying is is what I joke with you about but it led you to some real shit um, so and it doesn't help that I changed my major eight times like changed mm, declared changed again I dropped out three times every time you turn around I was never in class mm. I was usually not even enrolled in college and then you're like how the fuck are you what you, you are you still a student? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm still a student. With your advanced carpet flying, got it. Because what degree will allow you to miss that much time and then still pass? And I just um, wanted to, I want to make sure <laughs> because I went to the you know in 1999 September I began in University of Maryland. 
in 2003 fall, you began at University of Maryland. So Correct. in 2000, and I think it was 2004, my, my roommate, Napoleon, comes home. He's like, yo, I got this class with this white girl. She's got fat ass. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no context here i'm not trying to throw him under the bus he literally just came home was like i can't make this up oh yeah so oh he had my a class gosh. and i don't know and i don't know what class he had i know he, exactly what it was because that is the exact same class mm-hmm. that i met her <clears throat> so so y'all all had the class right so, so what happened is the way maryland is set up <clears throat> you um you take a class and it'll be like anywhere from like 800 to 2,000 people in this class right. and you go that's for lecture the lectures hall. lecture halls right right yes and then and you have um smaller groups i forgot what they're called I be, discussions I discussions oh yeah, yeah discussion you had discussion groups and <clears throat> she and I were in the same discussion group. So when I went into okay. the lecture for the first few times and I saw Napoleon, by then we was back, we was past grilling each other. And um, I would like to comment, uh, uh, clarify that we never slept together. We never hooked up. He just, real life just stole some of my fucking underwear. <laughs> yeah. And so, but like, we was, we was cool. And I'm like, oh, a familiar face. Um, and I sat next to him in lecture, but she just happened to be out of 2000 people was in my discussion group and we sat next to each other and, um, she was soaking wet because it had rained that day. And, um, we were both cleared up that it was raining that day. Go ahead. I don't know why that mattered, but it was, I think like it was so quiet in there outside the teacher struggling to speak English that I heard the water dripping off her hair onto the little desk I had my head laying down because I was trying to go to sleep and she was just right next to me like I was trying to take notes sleepily and whatever I don't know why I'm just recanting details and we couldn't understand what the fuck the dude was saying and um we started making like <laughs> jokes and I was like I feel like the hardest classes they make sure that you can't speak English and before they give you the job and uh, we got tired of struggling. And I was like, oh, you trying to dip? She was like, yeah. So we left and became for besties after that. Like road trips to Jersey and New York. And she was staying in Virginia with her aunt and driving up to Maryland every day. I had just gotten a fight with my roommate and beat her up. So my roommate moved out. I had the whole room to myself. I was like, oh, you can come stay with me. Save some money. Got an apartment after that. That was the, oh, the oh, big booty. I need to, I need to go back. I need to go back. That was the big booty girl that right. Napoleon was rapping about. Right. So right after you guys became roommates on campus, because she lived in your room after your roommate moved out. And she is my wife now. So we're talking <laughs> about Amber and I need to Who was also not white. Right. Um, but to my to my roommate Napoleon who clearly has little culture and doesn't get out that much. Oh, wow. Don't do that to a uh, 23-year-old man at the time, 22, 23. Anyway, listen, we, uh, he, he says this, and then you say, hey, I'm coming over tonight, and I'm going to bring my roommate. Do you remember that night at all? Because 
uh-uh. that, that night after he said this, oh, this white girl with the fat ass. Wait, was that the same night? Same exact night. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Right. Same exact night. Then you show up at my door with Amber and he goes, oh, that's her. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> nah, I know wow. that. By the way, do you remember punching me repeatedly in the head that night and giving me uh that was the same night? A mild concussion. That was also the same night. Because play fighting turned into... <clears throat> I couldn't breathe. That wasn't relevant in 2004, mm-hmm. but apparently it's relevant in 20. 2020, but I couldn't never, breathe. Ne- never, ironically, I never forgot it, even though I suffered severe head trauma. And, uh, you know, did you die? Mm-hmm. But did you die? Just saying. Okay. It was, it, it's something I remember. It was a lot of drinks. And if you remembered it, that means that you didn't suffer any head trauma. I got rabbit punched in my head <laughs> by a midget. <laughs> I am a five, two, and three fours. You're sticking with that. Because I have, yep. have, I have Final four, answer. I have four nine four nine and one eighth. So <laughs> and I just But we came through you. Danger mm-hmm. Room. Right. Um and uh, that wasn't the night that we went to the club and we were too drunk to, dr- to get home, was it? No, that's a different night. That's a, that's a different night. I, uh, like, you know, there, there were things along the way. But I want to get to Massage Envy because I think you worked for Massage Envy after college, right? You skipped over the house parties. Dark. And you came to one of my house parties. I happen to move into the same neighborhood as y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, we need to talk about... (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Yeah, you're missing a really big part. We are. Yeah. And you are... Yes. So the biggest part... Because Massage Envy didn't happen until I moved to Baltimore. Okay. Okay. So I'm talking about probably 2005. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, five. I was... um, I would like to point out that I've been, this will be relevant later. I've been mm. fired from every job I've ever had my entire life, all them shits. Mm. Um, and so at the time, I'm, I think I was working at the mall, mm. um, Laurel Mall. Um, what else was I doing? Oh, I started working at Best Buy. But let's tell the people that you were living in the same complex I was. You were living in Spring. Yeah, Lake. I said that. We moved into the same neighborhood. We did. So... So yeah. in 2005. I remember you were stoked because you uh you got y'all got free rent for a month because I moved into the neighborhood. <laughs> right. And I started working right in front of me, which was super cool that summer. Like in, yes, yes, yeah, you did. In you... September of 2005, I transferred. We need to point that out. Yeah. And I was working right in front of the apartment complex. I'm getting better at not using this the place I was working. We'll just say that it's uh Yes. You know, I hit the target. So I hit the target. It's a big and building. It is, <laughs> yes, with a bullseye. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm working for the first time in front of the place I'm living. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm running the truck with a guy with dreads. And this guy <laughs> with dreads is so cool to me. Like, he's, he's a little younger than me. He's hipper than me. And at the time, I am 24, 
and I'm saying that this guy is uh what is he had to be what is he 19 or 20 maybe anyway he was cool uh, uh, uh-huh. yeah he was about yes yes yeah, 19 yes. or 20 he's cool you know he was 20 because I, I think I was eight nah he was 21 because I wasn't yet you were and 21. I was 19. okay yeah I was 19. So, so this guy, uh, and I'm not going to name his name just, just because, but I, um, I, I got in a friendship with him and I ended up at one of your house parties in 2005. What I didn't know when I'm bringing this guy around is that uh, you had a crazy propensity for disaster and you had like <laughs> two other guys that you used to date. That wasn't my fault. I was saying. single at the time. I want to point that out. So I never, okay. ever, ever cheated. And the way that that story, that party went real left. So mm. crazy left. Because um, mm. I remember the cops got called, called at that party. They did. They did. And someone lost my cat at the time. Mm. But um, it, that party was planned. It was wintertime, December. It was me. Sean uh, and my two then best friends, Shauna and Christina, and um, and, and Tia was there too. And Tia and I were dating twins at the time, but again, not in relationship. We just wrapped into each other. Um, and I brought the twin that I was talking to, but then Shauna invited somebody I used to talk to and then Christina invited somebody that wanted to talk to me and I didn't know and the apartment was big but it wasn't that damn big and luckily it was just enough people there that once I realized who all was in attendance I was like whoa okay okay and I just did a great job of keeping everybody away from each other in a one-bedroom apartment in a a one-bedroom apartment okay until I got drunk and then it all went downhill and arguing and fights. It went downhill because um, the guy that you bought, uh, let's call him Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Right. Arnold was sitting down in the chair and like I sat down on his, he was playing cards and I was like, you doing this all wrong. Y'all are playing space. And I was like, you're doing this all wrong. And I took the cards out of his hand and I sat down in his lap and I started drinking from his drink. And he was like, yo, you just gonna take my drink like that? I was like, I mean, it's my house, my cup, my glass, my drink. He was like, actually, I came with that. And I was like, who the fuck brings their own damn, what the hell, who are you? And so I started playing his hand. And then one of the people who I was keeping away from each other um, came and see me in his lap and like yanked me up. And then somebody else saw that he put his hands, one of the other dudes who I was keeping away from each other, saw that he put his hands on me and was like, hey, yo, why you touch my girl like that? And it just went mm-hmm. real downhill from there. Mm-hmm. But out of all that- And they started arguing, I think I left. Out of all that, Arnold came back. So then, I didn't know that that night Arnold did not. Did Arnold and I exchange? No, I yes, pressed you out def- for Arnold's yeah, number. Yes. I pressed you out hard. You told me no. You did not want to give me his number, and I was like, I didn't let it go. Mm-hmm. Because you don't let things go. But go ahead. <laughs> I am consistent. Absolutely. I've gotten better over the years. I don't. My grudge holding isn't as bad. That's good. Um, we started rapping, talking, we moved in together, made a baby, <laughs> didn't work out, broke up. I moved to Baltimore. I just summarized that and we can move on. But, um, that's the shortest part of the podcast. I'm sorry, guys. You won't get in <laughs> any details in Ty Hall's life at that point. No. But, but out of that comes 
Cordell. Cordell? Yeah. Right. My, my now 13-year-old son. 13. Yeah, time pies. That, that hurts my age very much because I remember wanting to hang the young man on the other end of my countryside apartment when she asked me for babysitting. And I said I would hang him by the diaper. because Yeah, you now have three of your own. Mm. 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 It's crazy. But yes. You were his godfather and I needed assistance. And I, you, were, you were the go-to. So mm. yes, you were put on babysitting duty a few times when I could like coerce you into it. But by then you were uh, y'all had moved. You were um, in the Laurel location. Yeah. But yeah. Um, in between that time, I did finish my advanced copy flying. Okay. I started massage school. Uh, once I, I moved to Baltimore, and then um, I finished massage school, got fired, um, and was like uh, borderline homeless. Moved back in with my parents. Saved what up year, enough what year money. Is that? What year is that? Yeah, because I'm fast forwarding again. Ah, uh, 2008. When you moved in back with your parents, okay, okay. Um, saved up enough money. Uh, moved to Kentland and um, saved up enough money again, and then purchased my um, purchased my house. In what year? That was, and by then I was working at Massage Envy then when I purchased my house mm-hmm. and two things happened simultaneously. But what year that, is this? What year? Is, um, I'm trying to remember because I had started, I started my own business in 2011. Okay. Um, and I started working at Massage Envy in 2010. I was there for six and a half years before I got fired and I bought my house a year before I got fired. So, or a year and a half, um, I think I got fired in 2000 and no, nah, cause uh, what year is this? Yeah, that's about, is it about right? No, cause I've been fired from Massage Envy for more, for about six years now. No, I was with them for six years. I bought the house in I think 14. Okay. And then I got uh, fired in 15. That okay. timeline sounds a bit more structured. Mm-hmm. So, um, I bought my house in 2000. 13 or 14, I got fired in uh, 14 or 15, one of them, and uh, decided I was never going to work for anybody ever again. And I was just tired of getting fired from jobs. Okay, because you needed to work for yourself, right? I did. I just didn't embrace that because it's mm-hmm. scary. It's fearful. It, it was overwhelming. And now I'm like, I should have been did this. Absolutely. Because that was the reason that ABCA existed. And I keep calling you ABCA, and that's not, there's not a lot. Of <sighs> there. But you need to know. We're not getting, we're, a, a you know who gave me that name, right? Yes. Halo, okay. too. Who, who, Crank Lucas yeah. gave me that name, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm going to talk to him tomorrow, but today I'm talking to you. And I'm going to tell <laughs> you that, I'm going to tell the people there was a game called Halo 2, which we were all engrossed in. Come play with me. And and her name on Halo was ABC because that's what Ty chose. That's what I chose. My gamer tag was ABC and y'all enunciated it. Abka. ABCA? I think it was ABCA. And we just said Abka. Abka. And she would just sit in corners and tell us to find her. Yes. You know, no, y'all would just be like taking each other out, and you're in the midst of trying to like 
mm. you know, blow somebody up or whatever. And then something's like, boom, dead. Who who killed me? Fucking Abka. Like, I would Fucking just sit behind Abka. boxes or crates and just wait for somebody, some little innocent bystander to, like, run by me. Mm. And my aim was amazing. As long yeah. as I, I can't, I can't be moving. As long as I, I stay still, I can shoot you. <laughs> Whatever. I, you know, and, and so we're fast forwarding 2014, 2015, you get fired from mm-hmm. Massage Envy mm-hmm. and magic happens because you have your own business. Can you tell the people what you do in your own business? What are you actually in your advanced carpet flying world? My advanced carpet flying turned into me becoming an international massage therapist. Mm. International, meaning, mm-hmm. meaning what? Um, I am actually retiring at the end of this year. And um, as it, the last time that I actually like got flown out was I had a client in, uh, it was a boxer in Canada, that was the year before, so two years ago. But um, I started networking with PR um, managers, uh, sports managers. Um, I it, remember, so I went to University of Maryland, and my right, advanced right. carpet flying degree was through <laughs> the Department of Health and Human Performance. Right. And, and outside of like psych, anything that wasn't involving the brain, um, all of those majors went through that department. Thus, all of the athletes and I were in the same classes, the sports classes, if you were be a sports manager. Right. Um, I, I, didn't medicine, even, I didn't even touch on that part. Like, yeah, before this, before the success in, in, in your own business, you actually, yeah, you were with a lot of the athletes, the athletes there. Mm-hmm. It, didn't you even uh, in the Washington Redskins, Clinton Portis, I believe, was one of your clients. Mm-hmm. And um, well, he's an entire douche. Mm, um, wow. It led to a lot of opportunities because everybody likes being a plug. And I don't think that like he tagged in because he was trying to help me out. But it was like, yo, I'm going through something. I meet X, Y, Z. Oh, I got a girl for that. You know, everybody likes being able to, to be the, the hero in that moment. And because of who he was connected to, um, that helped to catapult me that much more. Mm. But leading up, before we even got there, it's very hard for you to um, go hard for your dreams while you're still working for someone else who already did. And I started Massage Envy around the same time that I had started my own business. But because I never had to work at my business, it came to me so easily because of who my clients my initial private clients were I took it for granted so uh, you know my University of Maryland they're not they're not doing anything else they're great at breeding pros and um you know they would uh, go to the NBA they would go um to the Olympics Mm -hmm. they would um NFL they were in all of my classes Juan Dixon Jared Gaither um, and like, I got, uh, I, I got into med school, decided I interned in it, right. discovered I hated it, freaked out. And my parents were like, no, you need to chill. They were scared. I was going to drop out again and go do real <laughs> advanced carpet flying. Right. Um, they're like, you just need to relax here. Go get a massage. And I was like, all right. And I did. And I'm like, this is effing amazing. I'm going to do this. And they're like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, no, y'all, I'm going to do this. So I went to massage school. 
And after I graduated, they're pro, I'm a massage therapist. They're like, yo, I need you. And I was like, I know. My first set of like private clients was all the homies. And, right. but that, I never took it serious. I didn't really have, I, I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I wasn't really hurting for anything. Right. And so that would be like, you know, play money. That would be my travel money until right. I would be busting my ass for a massage and be, and getting continually disrespected, professionally disrespected at every turn. I'm like, God, man, I know you made me for more than this. Order my steps and I promise I'll follow. Mm-hmm. And it led me to go live in Thailand. And I'm going to fast forward this too, because that could be a whole nother podcast. Yeah, but I lived because, in Thailand. Because it's called Thai. Right. Go ahead. And it's so random that advanced carpet flying flew me to Chiang Mai in Thailand, lived there for about five months. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend uh, in Atlanta kept my stuff. <laughs> my life was like just out of control. You're random. About, you're talking about Tia, right? Yeah, Tia. She kept um, Cordell. And I was living in in Thailand. And while I was there, if you've ever seen Hangover 2, um, there's a scene about ladyboys, and it's real. There's a large demographic of people who have an affinity for women who still have male parts. And so all of these doctors were flocking to Thailand to learn gender reassignment surgeries. What what year is this? this? I'm sorry. uh, That had to have been... Maybe 13, 12 or 13. Okay. No, no. You know what? It wasn't. It was 2011 going into 12 because it was the birth of Instagram. This is relevant because I started my business Instagram and I started posting some of the stuff that I was doing. And the homies back home, they started getting side chicks, mistresses, wives, girlfriends, whatever, having babies and the chicks are seeing how I'm like, you know, manipulating people's bodies or whatever, mm-hmm. or the stuff that I'm learning, like I'm posting like all of this cool stuff. And they hit me up when I got back in town and like, so listen, sis, I'm not right. broke. I'm not about that gym life. And I want my body back. What's up? And mm-hmm. so I started working on, I would do the sports massages for the athletes. I would do body contouring massages on the women and still working for a massage envy, but I'm giving massage envy my absolute all. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Thailand to learn Thai massage, and I discovered I hated it, and I've never done Thai massage a day in my life outside of Thailand. Okay, all right. I get back in town. Um, I wound up getting fired from massage envy. I uh, was professionally lost for a little bit till I got it together, right. and um, Cordell and I would go around to neighborhoods and start pitching. I taught him how to pitch, and... Um, knocking on doors and passing out business cards and stuff. And I was like, yo, I'm not here to change a religion. And um, I'm not trying to sell anything. You know, my mom started a new company, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so from there, that led me into um, capital. Um, Portis was one of my first non, like, they weren't the homie type of athletes. Right. Yo, that came out of nowhere. And I want to make yeah. sure we we get that. That's Clinton Portis, the running back of the Washington <laughs> Redskins. Hit me up out of nowhere. Um, he was one of my first non-homies. Because I had, like, tons of celebrities and athletes. Right. But that's because they went to Maryland before they were somebody. Right. We were both this, nobody This ain't together. no Lonnie Baxter we talking about. No. We talking about Clinton Portis. Stop. And... Right, he um, 
whenever like the wizards would come to town and they're like, yo, uh, you know, we need somebody. Our girl wasn't available. Do you know? So absolutely. So my name would get plugged to that. Right. Um, when, and from there, like they're not going to, athletes aren't going to just up and walk into. Wait, wait, wait. You, know, you said wizards. So did you? The or I'm sorry, the Orlando Magic when they were coming down to play the Wizards. Okay, all right, all right. So I and I wound up working on both teams. So I got you know clientele based from that. Who, who, um, who can you name drop? Are you are you are you telling me you touched uh, Gilbert Arenas? No, he wasn't there at the time. No. Okay. No. Um, I honestly don't remember a lot of their names just because okay. I was always a football girl. Uh, I never yes. got into basketball heavy. And and, and I want to so I want to preface this. You, you know, I'm being real friendly to a Giants fan right now, even though I hate <laughs> the Giants. As we used to come over there and talk so much trash and watch mm. the games together. But it was always based around uh, football. Like, I just mm -hmm. never got into basketball. And right. by that time, like, while I do appreciate um, uh, the celebrity clout, celebrity status, it was more so about me and how far I had gotten. It wasn't because, like, oh, my God, I'm touching such and such. Nah, like, Yo, oh my God, I've come so far. I'm touching such and such. So I never cared about who I was touching. It was like, hey, yo, this is how much I've made it that now I'm touching such and such. So I never remember their names. They weren't in, like outside the homies. I, I ain't care. Whatever. Okay. All right. Um, and from that, I wound up getting connected to um, one of my, to this day, still good friends, um, Joey Middleton. He is the broker and financial manager for the NBA um, union, players union. Right. And um, he was great friends with somebody that worked at Hopkins and I was licensed in oncology massage. So I started doing oncology massage right. at Hopkins and, and a lot of their clients were terminal, and I got into uh, alternative medicines um, and created an underground dispensary <clears throat> for clients that weren't in, that wanted uh, pain relief from um, medicinal uh, naturopathic sources, i.e., weed. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, from I wrote a couple books afterwards because by then I was living in Baltimore and the cultural climate started to change. Like what we're experiencing right now, it started to change heavily around that time. And um, I, I wrote a book about it. Mm -hmm. um, and when did I get into? Because now I'm I'm almost purely a body contourist. Right. That when I went to Thailand and I learned body contouring, I came back. And continue to go hard for massage envy. Uh, I wanted, I just felt like I had something to prove. Like, you're going to love me on my terms. You're going to respect me on my terms. You're going to do right by me. And I'm going to show you why you're going to do right by me. Mm. And it, it didn't work out. I want to get fired. Um, but, and I went into crisis survival mode and never picked up on the body contouring back then. Mm. Like, I, I kind of started falling into other things. And Eventually, I wound up falling back into body contouring. Um, there was a change in the industry where massage therapists, we were in like the super high demand. Um, the uh, plastic surgery is like super expensive. And so they started creating these things called surgery centers, which made it so much more affordable for people to get just lipo or a Brazilian butt lift or a breast augmentation. These procedures that once used to be reserved for upper echelon and um, right. the, the homies that were now married and their wives, they could afford these thirty and $50,000 surgeries. Right. Now they were 
going between three to five thousand dollars and you need to get massages afterwards right, right. um so I, my name started getting circulated amongst um, circles, and this was before. Now it's a big thing on Instagram, but before there were Instagram and Facebook groups. Like it was, hey, I know a girl. Call her; she'll take care of you. As these procedures started to become more popular, um, they were easier on me, body mechanics wise. Mm -hmm. it, it had a higher price tag associated with it. Like when you get plastic surgery, you have to get a massage every day for the first seven days. <laughs> Why would I do it? Like, and, uh, by then, I forgot to mention, I don't know how I forgot to mention, and I don't remember how I quite got this connection, but I became the team therapist at University of Maryland. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was around the same time with uh, the contracts with John Hopkins. So mm -hmm. I worked on the track, soccer, lacrosse, and football team. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking at how hard I'm working on these athletes that were, like, walking muscles with arms and eyes um, versus this easy flow, easy going, higher price tag, almost triple price tag on post-operative body contour massages. And I'm like, I'm out. And so I started doing that full time. Um, and that's got me to where I am now. My and, and I uh, wanna, and I wanna evolution of advanced carpet flying. Right. And I, and I don't want to uh, leave out the fact that you are sought after overseas because I, I ran into a couple of posts, you know, while you're, you're posting these uh, disgusting fluid released videos. <laughs> and, and I say disgusting be only because I've never, ever seen anything like it. And, you know, <laughs> you, you're somebody that knows me so well. Like, you know me, you know, from like we went back to when you were 13 and I'm 17. Like, that's how far we know each other. And to see these women in the comments talk about when's the next time you're here i need you here right. i need right. you here. i so wish you were here and it would be one thing if i'm saying you're in maryland and they're asking from texas that's right. that's that's amazing too but and, and it's amazing if they said california but no it's like freaking italy or france or you know they were the largest group was in spain and london it's that they were crazy. trying to figure out how to get me there international you became and then after that it was um australia and i have a lot of girls that have reached out to me on whatsapp because they just started doing these procedures in australia right. and the girls think that they got this whole thing down they're ready they're prepared and then mm -hmm. somehow way shape or form they come across my page and they're like oh oh my God, there's so much I don't know. I'm not ready. Please help me. And I so I'm like coaching them and talking to them on WhatsApp and they're in Australia or New, New Zealand. Um, I had a call with a girl last week because now I'll, I'll charge for my time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And for virtual consultations. And she was in Kenya and we had to like, I life happens and I'll get off schedule every now and then, you know, whether it's weather or I have, a very wide range of clients like this one it wasn't this one but i've had a client where i'm off to leave and like she starts saying suicidal stuff and i'm like fuck i can't leave you i did not budget mm. for this in my schedule but uh, okay and so for whatever reason my schedule got thrown off and she was like mm -hmm. dog i'm in kenya and i went and looked at her form when she filled it out and i was like oh shit oh shit i made it to kenya okay and i was like well what time is it in kenya she was like it's 3 a.m here i stayed up for you and i was like I am so sorry. Wow. Give me like five minutes. Wow. And so we're all the way here. We're, we're we here are. To, 
the to the reason 1985 was the podcast was created because I have some people that were born in 1985 when William was born, you know, my yeah. brother. Um, and I just so admire where you took it, you know. Um, I watched you every step, and thank God we had social media because I would have never seen that whole journey that you right. took like if if it hadn't been for social media but amazing um yeah and through this we it wasn't like both sunshine and roses with us um we had some falling outs along the way and we did. in between time age and weed i don't remember what any of them were to be honest not fucking one and because of uh, and um, the person that I'm dating now, um, he and I talk about this as a part of like really dope ass healing conversations. Yeah. But I had to acknowledge that I don't, I did not, because I do now. I did not have conflict resolution skills. I didn't have the ability to talk through a tough situation because that's not what I did. I'm sorry. Are, are you are you dating him or are you living with him? Both. <laughs> I am laying in our bed right now, staring at the ceiling wow um he he's somewhere in the other room but um no we 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 cohabitate we date Mm -hmm. we're in love uh we're building lives together and Um, more importantly you're in connection and in network with my other 1985 guests like so you are the person that introduced me to um yes that i was listening yes let me not call her that P.I.V. You you introduced me to P.I.V. Because I'll you know I'm already gonna that that's probably gonna be blurted out. You mm-hmm. introduced me to P.I.V. Who introduced me to Nikki C. Who's a whole photographer beast. And then, uh, you know I introduced you to Crank Lucas, who you know as well. Like mm-hmm. you guys all are 1985 entrepreneurs, and I feel like William, my brother Bill. He was the original. Life. He was the original, the originator. Yeah. I, I he just, was a, a businessman uh, ahead of his time. We called him Bootleg right. Bill. Like this man knew how to get a dollar. <laughs> if he was here right now, I would be taking like marketing classes from this man. Right. Like he had money and chains and like before anybody else ever. Like he was. I went on a ski trip back when I was. Yeah. trying to figure out like how to go grocery shopping for myself and i was like what the hell uh, uh the the one the one uh thing about my brother i will remember is him being at kingsford and getting suspended because he was selling blow pops he learned that he could force my mother to buy blow pops right your mom was her to buy blow pops. she would she would buy the blow pops because he would throw a fit right but he would sell those blow pops each 25 cent. Yeah. But at the end of the week, he would have, you know, like, like 20 bucks. $50. 20, nah. bucks. 20 25 no. bucks. Because your brother started selling them for like $50. He did. He did. I mean, he he did for eventually. Like 50 cents. Because, yeah, he because upped it because of supply and demand. He upped it. And when he upped it, that's when he got suspended for selling them. <laughs> In Kingsford. And that's what I'm saying. He, and even when he got suspended, he didn't think it was his fault. He slammed the door. I need to point out that Kingsford time. is an elementary school, by the way. Right. Elementary yeah. school. My man learned that he could force my mother to buy something. He would go in all profit and sell the little ones for the 
for the for the low. And that's mm-hmm. how we win it. And then he told me, he's like, Joe, this go-go stuff, I'm telling you. So it's gonna, blow ninth, up. It's gonna take in off ninth, in ninth and tenth grade, as he's still in elementary school, he's a sixth grader now. He's telling me to go to PA Palace, which was in Forestville. Oh, we're buying yeah. we're buying tapes for ten dollars. But when we sell the tapes, because the the blank tapes cost us nothing, he would force my mother to buy blank tapes. Again, <laughs> investment zero. So I could sell my go-go tapes for little as nothing. You know, mm-hmm. people were selling them for ten, five, ten dollars. I was selling them for two. But we would make a profit that was unbelievable. So we're putting hundreds of dollars under our mattresses because my brother figured out that if you buy a ten dollar tape, you'll sell a lot of two dollar tapes. Mm-hmm. Sell them at cost. And at, at the time Circuit City was nothing. Like we were going to these blank tapes and we weren't investing the money, which was the biggest point. So when I say 1985s and you're included and Nikki C and PIV and Frank Lucas. Quiz. Yeah, quit. Well, he'll quiz. forever be quiz. Yes. And I'm sure he'll talk about that tomorrow. You know, <laughs> but when I see you guys operating so heavily, I'm thinking like, damn, you know, my brother was, was so right about the time period. He was so right about, uh, the people that he introduced me to. And I'll say he introduced me to you because I wouldn't have known the real you had it not been for him saying, hey, you know, this is her. Um, But yeah, my gratitude is on 100 and it allows me to be the most authentic and the most honest in 2020 with you having this conversation right now. And I appreciate you taking time out because you are Carmen San Diego. They're all looking for you. You know, I I, I do tune into your Instagram. I do tune into your Facebook and I see what you've become. And I'm so proud of you. Like, thank you. We're talking 22 years of dope Mm. ass memories, man. Mm. I couldn't even remember all of them, but like insane, crazy, wild, fun, tears, laughs, memories. And I love you. And thank you for being part. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Joseph. It's been good. Ty Hall, ladies and gentlemen. Carmen Sandiego herself. (laughs) Ty Hall. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Toodles.